Welcome to the Dirty Sheets, everybody. It is your Friday delight. It is once again time for your favorite show, either your favorite show to hate or just your favorite show. I'm Cab Manning. I am from the Lingus Mafia podcast. All my nonsense, just type in Lingus Mafia wherever you want to find podcasting. And I am with your number one source for all of your wrestling news, as well as your gambling fix. That is Mr. Billy Botti. Hey. Um, I was going to say, you bring the 26 listeners to this uh, channel, and I bring one. So we're at 27 downloads, right? Oh, you heard that comment, man. I, I did. Oh, was, was that from last <laughs> I think it was from last oh, yeah, week, but then I heard it, and I finally actually heard the real comments. <laughs> so, yes, we get a 28 downloads, what was the or 27, whatever it is. What was the point of it? Oh, just that you're not a draw, I guess. I guess that's the point, you know. Yeah, but, but first of all, we know that's not true, because otherwise all of these people would get rid of me so much quicker when what what why does Russo put up with his friends emailing him going what are you doing what are you what are you doing with that guy like what 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 why does he put up like so early on you, you hire a guy you think he's going to be good and then after a we didn't have a show by the way guys like we had no and now we're going to have one um, <laughs> we, we had, like, it's we all had I had to do have, it's all I had to do we have we have three bullets on the sheet but like we were like oh we might be we might be pushing an hour here um, so um, oh god what did so, I yeah, start like, I, I just want to make a point quickly, yeah, right? So quickly, <laughs> oh, it'll be it'll it'll be quick. It's okay. not going to be a fucking promo, but it's like it, it's to the point. Quickly, um, you, you go on Russo's show and he thinks, "Oh, I like this guy. I like this guy. Um, he's 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 intellectual. He he's well he's well spoken. Like all the things he said about me to my face. He goes, oh, you know, he told me I like you.'" Uh, you came across well. We got a good response. I want you to come on the show, right? Uh-huh. That's what he knows about me. He comes, he brings me on. Disco buries me, and and then they get me on, and that, and you know that whole confrontation that, that we had and how it came about. And off the back of that, I got offered a job. So at that point in time, he's not as committed to it as um, as you as you as to the point where you're going to get emails from people that turn around and go. Oh, this guy fucking this guy did this and this guy did that or, or whatever. But immediately off the bat, we bring over an audience from here. So it's more than, oh, he's good. He's a good guest. He knows his shit. It's more than that. It's more than that everywhere. It can't just be that because you can be the best in the world at your fucking job. Like you can be the best fucking wrestler on the independence, for example. And if you don't sell any fucking T-shirts or you don't sell any fucking tickets, if you're wrestling in front of 26 people, it doesn't matter like what, what you do. And, and that's the thing. It, it can never be a case of them turning around and going, oh, we like these betting picks and oh, we like this news and oh, we like them and oh, we found him entertaining. And yeah, sure you did. Everyone does. But the fact is, is that it has to be more than that. There needs to be like a draw to it. You need to see like a difference in, in, in things. So, all that shit. And in addition to that, here's the other thing as well. We were never fucking properly promoted. We were buried by the moron who was putting up our YouTube videos. Um, we always put the show up for free, um, which they didn't even know about, on our own fucking feed. So we were not exactly encouraging our listeners to go over there because the the, the, the money I was paid was so shit. 
um, that we decided that we were going to make sure that this feed didn't die a death. And everybody listening to this knows that we did that the whole time. And probably none of you ever went over and even watched us on YouTube because you were already getting the show while you get to carry on with your lives. Like, we're not really... Uh, here to um, accommodate the losers who sit there and watch YouTube on videos. You know what our face is like. <clears throat> I'm I'm an ex model, and <laughs> and, and, I, and my looks ain't fading that badly. I'm doing okay for my age. I'm t- so yeah, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm touching boy. And, and I'm naturally great. and I'm naturally uh, gorgeous. No uh no uh fake teeth or a nose job. So I'm doing pretty well. He yeah exactly. <laughs> He, he's he's so attractive that he married he married money, he married money <laughs> himself. Like he's the whore of I'm his the, relationship. I'm the whore. So <laughs> yeah, he's oh. the gold digger. So so that's that's the thing. Like, we're doing fine over here in that in that. So you know what we look like, and and you know we're doing okay. So you just need to listen as you drive. Go to the gym, go to work, do all the normal things that I like you guys to get on with while, while I'm in your ears. So this is the thing. All of that fucking shit is bullshit. Like, and it's just fucking and this is the other thing I just want to say. People send me over there. Like I give a fuck. Like people send me over there, especially with that get my go thing. I got that all the time. It's like they got two episodes out of me. And the other one, the new one, is climbing into their top five all time, right? Because they realize the first one did good. And the second one is doing well, amazing. it was all recorded so, the same day, and it was just so long of a show, it was cut in half. That's all that is. It wasn't like they did a second right, show for you. But I mean, like, just, just with any acknowledgement that I made of the first one, got, got, got people to the second one. Um, because the second one came after I fucking texted the guy, telling him that you're all a fucking bunch of losers, you don't have any wives, you don't have any children this is what you do. Like, how can you even fucking talk about me? The only reason you do is because it's the only reason you'll, you'll get anything. But the thing is, is that whilst I'm doing that, whilst I didn't really listen to that, that show, I only listen to the parts. I'll listen then sometimes to, with Conan and Disco, it'll be like, oh, you know, they've got Bischoff on or, or whatever. Or, or they, they take they you on this clip, they mentioned you on that clip. And you know how when you start a K100 video, it rolls on to the next K100 video and the yeah. next K100 video. And sometimes you'll listen to like the shit one where you're buried or whatever. And then it'll be like, oh, they'll have a good guest on like Eric Bischoff or whatever. And you think, oh, I'll listen to what Eric has to say. They don't let anybody talk. They just like they don't let me, didn't like, didn't let me talk. Like they have to be the center of attention. They have really like interesting guests on there. Like I should have been the primary focus of my segments when I'm doing the news or when I'm doing the sports bang, bang and they don't know anything about the wrestling news. So just sit there and shut the fuck up. And they did it to Bischoff too. It's like just the stupid stories of how both of them, even Disco, who I like, bring it back round to them. The Conan's just terrible. Like you'd be there, like Bischoff would be there going, oh yeah, I got this story like about Hulk and Sting and and this is why this happened or whatever. And Conan goes, and Conan would just be there, like, oh yeah, it reminds me of like when I was driving around with Hoovy and he said, oh, you can get a pizza at McDonald's. And I was like, oh no, like Hoovy, they don't do pizza at McDonald's, you idiot. And it's like, he was like, yeah, they do. It's a special thing that they're doing at the moment. It's pizza at McDonald's. So he stopped off and I was really mad. And then, and then we got a pizza and I was like, oh, I apologize to Hoovy and we were cool after that. Oh, sorry, sorry, Eric, get back to your story. It's like, no, it's like that kind of shit. Like, 
and that's not a real story, I don't think. But that that kind of shit, where it's like fucking suddenly, he just no reason at all brings it round to him, and Glenn Glenn's exactly the same. Like you, you just be like, he'll he'll pull, he'll do this, he'll be like, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, let me ask you a question, and then we'll just slow talk about a question and bring it around to something which is to do with him. He'll be like. Uh, when we were working back in my day and we used to like, you know, we didn't used to slap our thighs or we didn't used to slap our chest or, and then it would just be like, it would totally go around to them too. Again, it's with every fucking thing that they do on the show. And it just, it just makes me realize like what the issue was in terms of when your email, like um, your email, your email quantity starts to move shift over to someone else being like the the primary focus. It's for them. It's a case of they don't want it to even be Eric Bischoff. So how can it be me, me who they disregard as oh dirt sheet guy did reality TV didn't lace up the boots doesn't deserve to be talking about our business because he's never been in the locker room and suddenly like all the the emails are like geared towards me and people want to hear what I have to say. Are they going to have that? Are oh, their fragile little egos from the from when they were relevant on the Monday Night Wars going to be able to take that when they don't let Eric Bischoff talk, who was fucking booking the show, and bring it round to stories about him? They don't. The content is awful. Like the content is absolutely awful. It's the only thing worth listening to on that show, other than when they get these people on. And I know they got Ryback on recently, and oh, a couple of people. I, 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 I will like. Well, maybe not listen to it, but I'll ask people if they have and see if there's any nuggets to pick out of it. But generally, the con the content's awful. Like you, you, you be a guest on this show. Be prepared to realize that you're not going to be the, the primary focus on of, of the show. Like I, I, we we've had guests on, and I think, and I don't know, maybe I, this is a criticism that might people might level back at us, but I'm pretty certain whether it be Cornet. Mysterio, Russo, Bischoff, whoever it's been, whoever we've had on, Drew, that we let them talk and made it all about them and got their plugs in and and did not talk over people and did not try to insert our own stories. And I don't remember us ever doing that, ever, with anybody. Do you uh, recall? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I know what like, you're Give me your about. thoughts. Well, there is, there's one thing I wanted you to uh, see um, or to watch. And it's uh, no, no. Give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on what I just said first, because I just talked for that ten minutes. So, <laughs> well, I, my my thoughts on you have always been. No, 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 no. I don't care about me. Tell me what. Like, tell me about what I just said. About Talk them interrupting about I people. I don't. I don't listen to that show. I, I bring in, oh, so you've never heard them like bring I've, up? So you never heard them talk talk to Bishop or anything? God. Not really. I've I've heard clips. I've I've okay. seen clips, of course. And when you've been on, I've I've heard clips. But I, I it's not a regular show I listen to. I used to like when it was on Jericho's network. Like in the very very beginning, I listened to it and I liked the format of it. Um, I've seen I see what you're talking about about the you know overtalk on people and stuff like that. And that's just the way some people are. Like they don't know to lay low because, I mean, let's face it, it's not like. Disco and Conan are fucking broadcasters. That's not, you know, what they were brought up in. So just because someone is on a podcast, they don't, doesn't mean they know how to lay out, chime yeah. in, things like that. But, 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 but in time, in time, everybody gets better. Yeah. Like everybody will get better. Like I think we've both got better 
you get better chemistry with certain people. It might take time to to gel or whatnot, but but everything needs to you you get better at your job. I listen. I don't think I could listen to me on the sports gambling podcast from 2014 or whatever, like now, or even me on Still Catch. It would probably be like, um, um, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know how people talk. Sure, like, I when, do the um a they, lot. I know that. Well, you mean you do when you're on a, a, you know, going out to people for the first time. I mean, I probably wasn't as bad as Axel's on television before that. So, I mean, I, I had a lot of TV work where um, I had to speak for about, I had to do, I did punditry on the show for years. So I probably wasn't as bad, but it's different when there's a camera pointing at you you're more conscious of the fact that you can't fuck up and you tr- really try to think about your points before you go in. When I was uh, going on to television, I knew everything that I wanted to do. I took it way more seriously than the show, uh, even because, you know, with, with the bullets that we started doing recently, um, I already had full sentences, full opinions in my head, if, you, if that makes sense, because it was television. Like, I, knew the, I knew the plot of the show. I knew the main stories of the week or whatever. So I knew what I was going to get asked. But um, as, I, as I said, I don't think it would be that bad. But everybody improves. Um, there's, there's no way you can be on a pod. And this is the thing. You won't improve if you're blind to feedback. If your, egos are t- if your egos are too big, you won't even take the feedback on board because you're completely immune to criticism. Um, so I've tried criticizing Disco before. I've tried speaking to Disco before just about, just, you know, not in a confrontational way, just about general things. Mm. But he argues back in the worst possible way. Like, so, have you, if you ever have an argument with him, or if you, if you could even read an argument with him, you would, you would know, like, how people just give up. He, he, he says things like, oh, why do you let these people bother you? They don't bother me. <laughs> so you're supposed to, like, and he says that all the time. Oh, why do you, why do you let these people bother you? They don't bother me. They're just, they're just fucking... Uh, losers behind a keyboard or, or whatever he goes have you, ever, have you ever seen me get worked up or or whatever it's like yeah but you're fucking you're not judged on any kind of factual statistic you're sitting there giving your opinion if i could fucking get get paid primarily for giving my opinion on shit i would not give a fuck and you know this not one solitary fuck about what anybody fucking thinks right but they, they try to lie. Your wrestling news is wrong. I lost money on your service. No, you fucking didn't. You can't afford it. So how did you lose any money on it? Nobody's ever lost any I money have on to, it I in have 10 to, years. I have to defend the, the part of what which I've heard by people about um, your gambling thing. And that, oh, you know, fuck it. People have lost money and Conan lost money, this and that, right? And I've said this on this show before. And I don't think people understand when... You've said, you know, you've gone like 10 years, you know, with a winning with a profit. People don't understand people. But that's the thing. It's the picking and choosing. And they've lost it. You have said if you did every single fucking bet that you have said by the end of the month, they're ahead. It doesn't mean they're millions of dollars ahead. They could be a hundred dollars one month. They could be five dollars one month. Nonetheless, they were ahead. No, it's never, if, if they, never, but I'm just saying, never, you know, it's always it's ahead. Under. What's the worst? What's the worst it's been? Ahead. Oh, the worst. Um, In the a worst, winning, worst. winning month for this ten years, what's the worst someone was up after the entire month? Two hundred and eighty-six pounds. Okay, so there you go. But the thing is, 
You got to bet every single fucking one. If they pick and chose different things, sure. You're not going to fucking get everything fucking it, right. Pick and choose, just listen to the podcast. Because I'm, I'm, I'm on the fucking podcast anyway. I talk about every NFL game. I talk about every yeah. soccer game of that week. So if you're going to pick and choose, you may as well just listen there and go, oh, I like what he had to say about this. I like what he had to say about that. Because if you're picking and choosing from the plays I'm putting out, which also come with like reasoning, then you, then if you're, if you're, if you're shortening the shortlist, which I've already shortened, right? Mm -hmm. If I if I take there's you know fourteen, um, well, that's a bye week. If there's sixteen NFL games, and um, and I and I decided to make eight plays, and you decide to make four, um, say say for example, there's a card with eight plays and seven props. So there's a fifteen play card, and you decide to play four of them, and you go zero and four. Mm -hmm. That's not my fucking problem. At all, yeah. I already did the work. Like, and you decided to do more work, like for yourself, or like, or you decided that, oh, you know, I'm fucking, I really liked that play more than the other because that's what I was thinking, and that's what always happens where you turn. Yeah. I hear this, I get this all the time. It's like someone go, oh yeah, I didn't take the nine because I thought they would easily win by two touchdowns, or I, but I, I didn't. Oh, well done on that one. I didn't play that one because I was on the other side. It doesn't matter what side you're on. You've decided that you're going to take the service because you're not a successful gambler. So it doesn't matter what you thought the side was. It doesn't matter if you thought that team were going to win. You, If you see that I don't think that team's going to win, you do what I do. Um, so that, that that's that's it. Primarily, like, it's nice. it's nice if your opinion matches my opinion and it comes through. You know, normal, like last season, you know, if it's like, if you think the Packers are going to beat the Bears by three, and that's my play. That's that's good. Like for that's that's always more fun. Mm -hmm. If you think the if, if you thought the Bears were going to win, the Bears were going to cover three and a half, and I put out Green Bay minus three point five. You don't then just go and play the Bears. I mean, at the very worst, you sit it at you sit it out. If yeah. you really feel strongly about it, you can sit it out. You don't play the opposite. So yeah, and that's for the Conan thing. A guy messaged me like a while back saying, "Oh hey, uh, can you send me some picks?" And he turned around to me, he goes, but just please just send me the one. He said to me, hey, I'm trying to buy something from my car. He goes, and he said to me, please just send me the ones that you know are definitely going to win. Mm, and I was like, what? I was like, listen, I don't do this for anybody. Like, I don't even do this for my brother. Like or anyone like that at all. Yeah, I can't you've always do it. said you're I, uncomfortable yeah. because now the pressure's on you. You, I remember you telling no, me no, when this I'm actually happened. I'm uncomfortable when someone told me, oh, yeah, remember I told you when it yes, happened? When he, I when do. He called me. And you were panicked. Oh, yeah. And I so said, like, why don't you just tell him everything? And you're like, he he just wants me to make the bets for him. It's too much fucking to do with just with just a couple bets and be a fucking 100% on him. Yeah, so I said to him, look, first of all, I'm limited everywhere because I've won too much money. So I don't even, like, I'm, I struggle to bet my own bets. I have to go out with, like, cash. Mm -hmm. um, to places to get it down. First of all, if I really like someone, I need to get cash. Second of all, uh, I don't do this for people. And third of all, like it's impossible. I can't tell you what's definitely going to win. I said I can send you the high stakes, and then and then you can find a way to get them on. And in the end, he was so lazy that he just got Joe to do it. And Joe kept texting me, going, "What's the bet today? What's the bet today?" So I, I and I, and I and I texted him a, a couple of times. Like, Did you get that? And he was like. Oh no, my book didn't have it, or we don't we don't have that type of bet, or oh, I just left it because it was you said six and a half and it was seven and a half. So uh, I don't know what go fucked up on. Like, and I seriously doubt he actually did lose any money. Perhaps he didn't win as much 
as he wanted to, or maybe he lost like the first bet or whatever. Yeah. I have no idea what happened, but I know that didn't end up happening. I refused to put the bets on, and all I ended up doing was sending the stuff through to Joe. What he bet or what he didn't bet, when I checked with him a couple of times, he, he skipped what I sent him. So it was just a fucking clusterfuck. And as I said to you at the time when he did it, I said, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Yeah. Like he's overstepped, he's overstepped our relationship here by fucking asking me to do it. Because it's a case of, it's one thing to tell, even if he turned around to me and even if Disco said it to me and they turned around and said, can we have all of, can I have your bets for free? Because we work together. If you said it to me, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll send you everything that I yeah, send my card. you even asked me that. Put- you said, do I want to be on the thread? And I said, nah, it doesn't matter to me um, because I'm not in a fucking yeah, area I stick you in the group. Anyway. I'll, stick, I'll, I'll stick you in a group for free just so you can – or maybe just I'll stick you in there just so you can see it and how it works. So when we do the plugs sure. or whatever, you can – there's more – there's more integrity to it or there's more understanding of it. So you can start, you can say, you know what, like, let me stop you for a second and I'll talk for you and I'll, and I'll say what we saw this week and, and, and whatever, like it's, it can be done that way yeah. as well. But anybody that asked me, had he just said to me, Hey, can I join your group? I need to pay for something. I would be like, yeah, sure. Join the group. I don't care what you, cause, cause I don't I don't need to know about it then. Like you're, you're yeah. responsible for your own shit. Asking me to, op- to bet, put bets on my account, and to send me money, and then it and then asking Joe to do it, it opens up too much of a problem for. And he did, and I'm glad actually. That's sure. so. I'm glad as well. There's a trail to the conversation because I I don't remember calling you and saying this is fucked up. Yeah. Um, but it also, you know, it brings me back to my point of last week when I went in on him and saying, "How are you in a position where you need to win sports bets? You need to win, which is my number one rule." And also that that's the other thing. And people, you know, don't know me as a person of principle on the show. <laughs> but actually, in all seriousness, when it comes to my other job, my number one rule is never place a bet you need to win. Never, never, ever place a bet that you need to win. Never bet if you need to win. It's not the fucking way to do things. It's a fucking luxury. It's an investment. You don't make investments that you need to succeed. That's not what... That's not what you do. If you need money, you go to work and you get guaranteed money, whether it be fucking pumping gas or fucking selling drugs. Like, I don't care what you do. You just make sure that you get guaranteed money to go and put your food on the table. You don't make any kind of investment because investments are not guaranteed in anything at all. Um, so you never make a bet that you need to win, which is my first rule of being on the sensible side of things. But if you have that disposable income, now moving all the way to the other side of the of the road i will i will i will it's a historical fact i will turn that into a second income for you i I will get you on holiday i will get your wife a better birthday present i will do that because i've done it for too many people now for it not to be true like i can confidently say it's 10 years it's not like it's not a good it's not a two-month run do you know what i mean it's not a two-month run it's not a fucking it's not a hot streak anymore is it cab it's 10 years this every single month for ten fucking years. It's not. It's not a hot streak. It's 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 just a statistical fact at this point. So um, anyway, what what were you what were you gonna say? And I tried to get you to talk about this their, well, their, their show, but you wanted. To when I say when it comes to you, with people gotta know is they gotta know what they're getting when it comes to an entertainer and somebody outspoken. They got to take you for what you are and know what you are. They, they've got to know, and I believe they did, that they knew 
They were going to get someone that was going to say controversial shit because many people wrote them and said, get rid of them. And, and they said, I don't give a fuck what you say. I'm keeping them on it. And, but it was like, you know, when you overstep whatever their, their boundary happens to be, but they got to know what it is. Cause I've had people talk to me about it and I go, I know what Billy is. I know what Billy does. It's his opinions and his thoughts. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, that I have to have the same fucking thoughts. And God knows I've told you on the show when you've said things that I go, you're out of your fucking mind. So it's, you got to know what you are. Like I always said to people, I said, you're Kramer. You have to know what you fucking have. You're Kramer without yelling the N word um, uh, as much. And so I'm like, they got to know what they got with you and just say, well, yeah, it's, it's like when Howard Stern used to have Daniel Carver, the KKK guy on. Well, you know what the fuck he is. You know what he's going to fucking say. That's why he's on the show. It's entertainment. It's for fucking entertaining. Um, when it comes to the over-talking or this and that, I know you you talk up a fucking blue fucking streak. And if I tried to interrupt, it would look like we were talking over each other. But you like to talk. You know you have a gift of gab. And you know um, you have diarrhea of the mouth. So it's a lot of times our show goes long because I think we had a fucking subject last week. It was fucking 30 minutes before you took a breath. So you can go on. You, you're good for doing radio like that because I'd, I'd have a pride. I need to talk to somebody um, where you could do a one, one man show without even thinking twice about it and, and reel off. Oh, I do. Yeah. That's what sports gambling podcast is. One man show to get a guy. I was actually out the other day last weekend and a guy's in, I ran into a guy who's in British wrestling and he's the champion now up North. And I said, how many people are you getting in? He goes, oh, I'm doing really well. I'm getting like 80, 90 every time. He goes, would you come in? You should come in and be a heel. It's like, oh, listen, like, <laughs> I come in and do that fucking shit, and I'm going to be a heel. I'm going to fucking light it up like the fucking town's going down. Um, it's going to be dark fucking shit at this point. Like, I need to be, be able to do exactly what I what I want to say. I said, look, if you want, if you if it gets to the point where, like, they're desperately, like, if there's something big that comes along and there's some like hot heel that this, that's got the look and the fucking all the look and can wrestle and they, and they think he's going places and they really just want to get a lot of fucking heat on him, then I'd be really interested in it. But I said like the whole thing of coming in and just fucking going, I'm from fucking Big Brother and like I've got fucking like this money and like whatever. Like that's not that's all the, you know I hate being in this town or whatever. It'll be far <laughs> fucking like darker and deep, deeper and darker than that now because i think i can add a lot more layers to it but even when it was that basic back then it was still better bringing it sort of back around to wrestling it was still better than what the guys were doing then because even back in 2007 there was too much of a primary focus on being able to wrestle and have these good matches and you could see even at that stage in the really even the low low down in the independence where where british wrestling was it was still all about the fucking having the best possible match, and nobody was improving um, at, at, at the um, at the other side of it, the other skill level of talking, and that's and that's kind of where we're at. Like I could see that in two thousand and seven, and two that the, the people that were training in two thousand and seven are the wrestlers that you see now. So it was a, it was a fundamental problem with the training in two thousand and seven. So look, going back sixteen years. I walked into a company and I was clear, head and shoulders, the best talker on day fucking one when I walked in there at 23 years old was way, way better and got more heat than everybody else. That should never have happened. They said their training should have been far 
more geared towards um, you know, a 50-50 split where that shouldn't have been the case. And what do you have now? You have a business where there, there are hardly any talkers. And when there is a good one, a company so desperate to keep him that you have to invent two shows where you have to put your little <laughs> gymnastic wrestlers on one and the other guy, even be, even though he's like over 40 and gets injured a lot, you have to keep him because he can talk better than everybody else in wrestling. Like that that's where we're at. Well, let's get into I go I, by the way, we did 30 minutes on me saying uh we get 27 downloads. Just so you know. Um let's get into no, the more subjects. But- <laughs> The two topics that we actually have. Um, well, I just, I just, I just, got, I just got you onto that topic because I'm I a did. professional podcast. <laughs> I'm just a professional podcast. Been doing this since 2014. Who learns every week how to do different things? And I knew that CM Punk was on the list, and I got us there like that. And then you were just like, also supposed to be a professional podcast, and you're like, oh, let's talk about the two subjects on the list. When I already like professionally well, the got the problem there. is I wanted to do punk last because it's more entertaining to me to uh, talk about punk, and I want to save that for a grand finale. Uh, oh, oh, the list was ordered. Like you know, ordered in my list, mind, so. it was ordered. Um, but the f- one funny thing is because I messaged you and I said, uh, like Cody, I said, "What do you want to talk about?" And um, you said because it was like nothing's really going on, right? So one of the subjects was Drew, and one of the subjects was punk. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, I have no clue what you want to talk about when it comes to Drew. I have no information about oh. Drew. I have nothing. So that's new to me, and that's what I wanted to uh, start off with. What is going on okay. with Drew? Is there something about uh, – is he just waiting for a contract to renew? Is he out of contract? Why is he gone? All of this. Give it to me. Um, well, I can't give you that part <laughs> some of that stuff. But, but I – but and uh, I can tell you what what was going on publicly, uh, what happened this week, and what I what I can talk about. Um, okay. But uh, ultimately, you know, there was a lot of um, stories out there that he might go to AW and he might be on this UK Wembley Stadium show and he might do this and he might do that. Um, and then Ridge Holland said this week that um, oh Drew's fine, he's probably lifting two cows somewhere or some, some, I can't remember what the exact comment was. He's probably, uh, he's probably at home lifting two cows, getting ready to come back. And you were like, are you sure he's going to come? Well, do you know when he's going to come back? He said, I don't know anything. I really don't. He said, but I'm sure you'll see him back in the WWE within the next couple of months. Okay. Which got a lot of attention online. The old oh, Drew's now definitely going back to WWE and all that. And I actually mentioned it to Drew. didn't know that he was trending. And um, I think he didn't really comment on it, but uh, but just the fact he didn't know he's trending. But based on our prior conversations, I well, I feel that that probably isn't what he wanted um, because it's better to have as much intrigue as possible. Sure. And, and 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 even from our even from our conversations, like it's not like he's fucking going back to WWE. So if Ridge has said that. He's had different conversations to me, or he put out a guess, which is actually not even a helpful guess because if he's trying to be like, oh, you know, the company guy who's I'll put WWE first because that's the only place to work or whatever, or he's, you know, I don't get like there's no win, there's no benefit from that for for Drew. So I mean, maybe Drew doesn't even recognize that and just was 
interested in why he was trending because obviously at the moment with his with his wife's sister passing away and whatnot, there's probably loads of shit to deal with at home. So perhaps he's not keeping up as much with things. But I think one thing that you'll see is that um, one thing you often see, and I think especially when it's somebody as dedicated as Drew, um, who's like a fucking workaholic, who's already had um, several different body transformations, I think he's going to come back huge. Really? Um, I mean, he was still fucking, yeah. I mean, he's pretty fucking big as it is. The fuck is it? Unless he's going to yeah. fucking shoot up like a fucking crazy person. I, I, I think he's going to, I think he's been off long enough to do a bulk cut, which is a, an eight week bulk and then an eight week cut or maybe six mm-hmm. and six. Um, there's no, I mean, there's an athlete like that. There's no way they don't know how to do it. Yeah. And if it's done correctly, and perhaps can even be done outside of the wellness policy, um, which I obviously have not had that conversation with him. Um, it's too personal. Like, I mean, even if someone had that conversation with, with me, like I wouldn't talk about that. Um, but, um, but yeah, he could do whatever he wants to outside of the wellness policy. And um, he could come back absolutely huge. Um, which the thing is with that, is I'm, is I'm not sure. What, what's confusing to me and I've said this to, to to Drew and other people as well, is that you have this guy running the show at the moment, who, and the guy before him was pointlessly massive. Like, Vince didn't even wrestle. And even when yeah. he was just fucking the commentator, he felt some need to, in his head where it's like, oh, real men look like this. Yeah, Right, that was in his head, right? He was just like, oh, I, I work with these guys. I want to look like this, which was... You know how he believes a man should look. I mean, this is a guy who went off Dave Batista when he when Booker T got the better of him in a fight and decided that he was no longer going to be the, one of the top stars. Just you know, just a top star, but not like the top star. He 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 was no longer in his mind um, level with Cena because Booker T beat him in a fight. Although you know, I, I wonder how many people Cena could really beat up in real life. But, but you know, yeah. it, it was exposed. It was exposed. I think he felt like Dave was a legit tough guy or whatever. But, you know, Vince tried to have that look. Triple H is a guy who got to the top when he enhanced his body and he was roided off his tits. Like, he was fucking absolutely humongous. That, for me, is probably the most significant transformation where you looked at someone and they lose the the long trunks and they go into the shorts and you then only so, the main reason you take him seriously is because his body's completely changed. I can't remember a, a person in wrestling where he was like a mid carder or an upper mid carder and they changed their body to so much that you looked at them and as a different person. I look at the game Triple H as a totally different person to DX Triple H. Uh, and especially Hunter Hearst Helms, the Triple H, um, yeah. the Blue Blood. So, so he's a guy who did that. Yet he's not pushing the other guys like Lashley and Karrion Cross and Sheamus and Drew McIntyre up way, way, way up the card. Like we don't have all these huge bodybuilders on top. And the thing is, with 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 most of the time in wrestling. The bodybuilders like your warlords, Hercules, British bulldogs, and whatnot couldn't move that well. Bulldog mm-hmm. was okay because he was smaller, but you know the, the the ones that were six six three plus and also had the body 
they weren't the best movers. Like they weren't doing sunset flips or yeah. or anything like that. Whereas Wardlow and Drew, they can somersault. They can fucking move. They can have matches with Rollins and Kenny Omega. So I don't understand what's going on. Like I'm not surprised if I was huge. And obviously, you know, my temperament is not good anyway. But so if I was if I was huge and I was um, stronger and equal in the ring to these guys, I would be looking at this and go, why the fuck? Because you only get to do this once. Your your career is what? 15 years, 20 years max. Mm -hmm. I'll be looking at Seth Rollins and going, what? Like, why is he the fucking champion? I can do everything he does. I can I, I I can talk better than him. He's just fucking a theme song, and a laugh. You don't think it's charisma? And, um, what charisma does Seth Rollins have? I think when you look at the two of them, the charisma for Rollins is much more. And I think Rollins could speak. I don't know if it's an accent thing with Drew, but Drew comes off robotic to me and stiff. And I don't know if it's any fault of his own because I think a lot of people have the charisma or not. Like, I mean, you see fucking old Jungle Boy. It's like, he, he speaks. He speaks normal, but it doesn't have that fucking aura to it. It just doesn't come off. Like, I don't, I I cannot tell you if it's a chemical in the fucking air or what it is, but I think you're either born with being able to speak with charisma or you're not. And... I've seen a couple things, you know, I mean, we've seen the cool cats and kittens shit, but then again, we've seen Roman Reigns say suffer and suck attach too. And things have changed. That's, that's, that's the exact point I was going to make. Like <laughs> it, 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 it comes out easier when you're doing a character that's more suited to you. So yes. we've all, yeah, you, we've seen, we saw that terrible shit that Drew did, but we also saw him going, going on Kevin Owens and say, don't you dare say that about me. I was the chosen one 15 years ago and cut a fucking promo on him. For me, it's much easier for Drew to be angry, the mm -hmm. angry bitter heel. And that's why I do think that there is a Roman Reigns type character in him. Not obviously years and years as champion sure. because the levels to that, like the concept, I believe that he could pull off, but the levels to it in terms of the, the acting and whatnot remains to be seen. I don't know if it's there or not there and or whatnot, but I do believe there's something a lot better to come if he's allowed to to be more himself. But you know, giving him those, give, saying somebody else's lines doesn't necessarily like resonate with him. And I, and I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I'd still be looking at Seth Rollins and and other people on the roster and 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 wondering why I'm losing to them when I'm when I'm a huge. I mean, that's the thing when you're a huge athletic guy you don't even need and you can move you don't need to talk like if drew's that bad at talking then find somebody to talk for him like put him with Heyman or somebody else like when i listen to cornet on his podcast i do think it's quite criminal that he doesn't turn up on on mondays and just you know doesn't have to go on house shows but doesn't can't they can't get him in on mondays to come and talk for someone Are you seriously Meanwhile, he's on every talking. damn show on Monday too. He's every he, every week. I mean, he's on a fucking show. Meanwhile, he's supposed to be SmackDown, right? They've they've already. Like yeah, I, I told you it would be three weeks. It was fucking one. <laughs> Who's that? About them the going the uh, back and forth on different shows. Just anybody. Are you talking about Heyman? Yeah, Heyman. Talking about Heyman, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm talking about Cornette. I'm talking about how can oh, Cornette okay. do a podcast? How can Bischoff Bischoff do a podcast? And you can't get these people in and pay them on a Monday 
to get your talent over. You you don't think that fucking I mean they did it with JBL and Corbin and that was was a step in the right direction, but for some reason they decided it, it, it didn't work. But if you have fucking Jim Cornette there standing next to Drew McIntyre or Eric Bischoff standing next to Bobby Lashley or whatever combination of people that you want to do, mm-hmm. like it would be far, far better for the business if you could utilize these people to come in. or, you know, train up fucking new ones. Like if, for example, if I not just, I don't mean to use myself, but if I didn't want to be a wrestler, um, if I, and, and, and I was, and the only thing I had was, I didn't want to take the bumps, but I could speak, then get me in to ma- manage somebody. If fucking, um, Damien Priest couldn't fucking speak at all, mm-hmm. then get fucking Conan, get Conan back in to talk for him. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. These people are around. They used to be around. We, we, we had Jimmy Hart, Bobby Heenan and all these people, but I, I don't feel that way about Drew. I feel like there's a, there's a character there, but I'm just interested in terms of, I guess the subject is, um, where does he go? Because most of the debate turned into, oh, so if he's coming back, what's he going to do? And is that the right thing to do? Is AEW overstacked? If he comes back, how quickly is it before he's in the same position? If he comes back as a heel, how can that succeed when you're adamant to have Rollins have a little run and then Roman Reigns is the champion on the other side? So what's his ceiling in WWE or AEW and like how long before whatever character he does is, is, is loses its freshness. Yeah. I, I don't know because as, I, a, as a new, as a neutral, as more of a neutral than me. Yeah. I could, I could see the, like the temptation of him wanting to go to AEW because of, for one financially set way easier fucking schedule. You're showing up for TV, that's it. And also, you're a pretty big fish in a small pond. Sure, you got to deal with, yeah, we're not the fucking big company. We're, you know, the crowds don't sell out this and that. But if you look at it to go, well, I'm set for life. And he could pretty much be the fucking champion over there. <laughs> I mean, he's larger than everybody over there. I mean, well, I mean, Cage is bigger. Uh, not Christian, the other one, Brian. Uh, there's 50 different people with the same names over there. Um, but at least you would think he would do that um, and he could he could be something there. But when it comes down to it, it's, you know, pay me. You're going to get fucking millions over there for way less work. Really doesn't even matter if they fucking use you well. Because, um, you know, he's already, he's already done the bucket list of I won the world championship, the WWE championship. So that's in your, you know, resume for the rest of your life that I was WWF. E champion, um, so after that's off the bucket then list, then you can just go for money. It's like NFL people that go uh, and say, "Well, I've won a Super Bowl now; I can play for money." Yeah, but you have the main event guys over there. You have fucking um, Adam Cole and Chris Jericho and Samoa Joe and Moxley and Brian Danielson's not really doing anything, and CM Punk's over there. Like you, you, Miro, you have all Miro's not a champion, but you know what I mean. You have all them guys at that that kind of level and they're not i mean you, i don't think drew shit. goes over there. Yeah. yeah but drew doesn't go over there and say like oh i'm the biggest fish i don't think he's the biggest star in cm punk and i don't think that over the past decade that drew mcintyre not yet anyway has been a bigger star than daniel bryan and maybe star, not no i mean like size wise he's bigger than all of them 
Oh, right. it, yeah, because he yeah. looks like he's going to kill they, but everybody. But they don't put precise. They've got they you, you've got your own. You've got your own modern day potential Bill Goldberg there and Wardlow, and yeah. you wasted it. He, he was he was a far better athlete than Goldberg, actually. Yeah, and Goldberg just had the fucking suddenness. I mean, he was from day one. They booked him, you know, properly and never got off of that. Where okay, now he's gonna have a fucking wrestling match. Um, but mm. yeah, it's. I could see if you wanted to just make a shit ton of money that that's where you go. Because I'm sure Miro is not, you know, I'm sure he's wiping his tears away with the hundreds. You know, and I'm sure if if people want to get, you know, oh, your craft is suffering and, you know, my career, my career. But when it comes down to it, like, uh, what what do they all say? The money and the miles is what's real when it comes down to it. And, um... You know, it, uh, that'll be great in your future. They go, wow, this guy's a world champion and has no fucking money. Great. You could say you were world champion. You'll go down in history like that, but you're not living. You're not living a nice fucking lifestyle because you didn't get paid and you stayed for championships or whatever. You know, one of those things, even though nowadays it's a little different where people get paid. Um, but, yeah, I I, I wouldn't be mad at him if he, if he went to AEW because he could see opportunity over there. With money and uh, being bigger than everybody else, size-wise, practically. Yeah, I think it's been too much of a graveyard for me. For people, I don't think anybody that's really gone over there has has found themselves in a better position. And that's even coming from WWE, who don't know how to book all of these people that um, you know that that, that that they have. So, um, yeah, what about if he goes to WWE? Then what? With with the way the Roman thing is, I don't think there is room unless he is busy, you know, after that stupid Seth belt. Um, and you get why they have two belts, even though I hate it. And it should be, well, Hulk Hogan didn't fucking, they didn't make a new belt because Hogan had the belt for three fucking years. You know, it's it's so goofy. Where you're like, well, that's the world title. It's supposed to mean something. It's hard to get off somebody. That's what it should be. But now it's, you know, in a day of instant gratification, I need to uh, see titles change hands. And now they're doing the IC title longer, too, which people are going to fucking panic from. Um, oh, he's going past. He's going past. He's going past Honky Tonk, man, isn't he? Yeah, I think they're trying to do. I was like, after the whole him and Riddle uh, with uh, Gunther and Riddle stuff going on, I was like, oh, fuck. I started to be really convinced that Riddle's going to be the one to take it off him. And I don't want that to be. Um, I'm surprised as, as petty as that company is that Riddle isn't punished. You know, they punish everybody for everything, but maybe because Vince isn't really in charge, they're not doing that. But like Riddle's always in trouble with his dick or, you know, it's, it all relates to his dick, but I, he, I, think, I think the the booking in general is a punishment. I don't think he should be booked in this position in the card where he's, Loses all the when does Riddle when does Riddle win? He's not beating anybody. He's but he's he's not like oh we're back from commercial and he's in the ring. He gets an entrance, you know. So you know you're not in trouble then. But at the same time, he's in a program for you know main things that are going on. He was in main shit with Bloodline. Yeah, sure you lose to them, but that's main event type of shit. And then now it's IC title type of stuff, and he's always. In, in in the picture, he was gone for a, you know for a long time. But since he's been back, he's been around. And I'm like, huh? Did you did you see my my point 
last week about um, possibly seeing Priest flip because he sure as fuck looks like he's turning almost to uh, to the good side. Like he's having a problem with um, with Finn. Remember we were talking about that last week, and I said what he needs to do is um, yeah, I, get a push by beating Gunther. I still get might think it still think it might be Finn who turns. Who turns good. He's he's Finn's yeah. a way better good guy, obviously, than bad guy. It's it's hard to pull off. And he's the guy who always, you know, does the job, but now he's gonna go against Rollins. Um, let's talk about our other subject, and that's CM Punk. Uh tomorrow mm-hmm. is collision is gonna be on, and Punk's gonna be back. I sent you an article right before we uh, got on air. I was just tooling through Twitter and saw it where Punk was quoted uh I don't know if it was ESPN or somebody like that, and said um, he reached out to Kenny Omega and the Bucks like a fucking adult. He reached out to them, and he got a fucking letter back from a lawyer that said, do not contact them. These are fucking children. If this is true, if this is the case, I always put that in there because if it turns out this never fucking happened, then, then I'm an asshole. But if all this is true, and you take this for okay, this is really what happened. The fucking Bucks and Kenny Omega are the biggest fucking pussies there's ever fucking been. And I, I expect this more so from the Bucks than I do from Omega. For some reason, I think Omega's a fucking good person for some reason. I don't even know why. Um, maybe because he has a cat. I don't know. Um and he was trying to save the dog during the fight. One of those things, you know, because it was like he it, I don't think Kenny was there to get in a fucking fight. And I think when all hell broke loose, he was like, fuck, that's why I'm very surprised that Kenny wouldn't have a reasonable head to talk. Um, the Bucks seem like fucking children, fucking joke. Um, it, it, so for him to reach out to them and it's like. We could do business. We could do something. You know, get this out of the way. You know, shit got heated back then. You know, cooler heads always could prevail. Everyone could talk. Everyone could fucking talk to each other. I don't love the ones that can't. But to hear them say, it's send back a fucking lawyer notice saying, don't talk to me. You're a fucking bitch. You're a, flat out a bitch. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think this is the way... You know they they they've they've gone out of their way to make it as as difficult as possible, um, because they didn't want him to come back. Like they tried to put as many obstacles in his way, but ultimately it comes down to the fact of your boss is a fan of him. So I, I would have I would have um, made a decision if I was Tony that insisted that they ended up working together. Um, I just don't see the point of it. If when they, I just don't see the point of it if they don't work together. Like it's like, what's he gonna, what's he gonna say tomorrow? He's handcuffed. He has said that he's gonna come out there and he's looking forward to. And I think in the promo video, he's saying he's got a lot of things he needs to get off his chest and whatever. But if you can't talk about them, then, you know, then then then, then what are we going to see here? Because we all know what the what the story is in the background, especially now. I mean, the only thing I'm wondering to sort of go off in a different direction, is it possible that he's saying this because um, they have they have worked out a way to to talk to 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 sort this out. And this interview was done afterwards. And now he can go and cut a promo about 
how they got lawyers involved and whatever. Like, I don't know. It just seems very odd to do the interview if you know you were coming back and then this comes out. Because if this is true. He doesn't give a fuck. He fucking says shit. He does not give a fuck about. He's fucking buried a fucking ton of people and then had to go into work the next day where I'm like, God damn, that's some fucking balls. How uncomfortable. I couldn't do that. And that's. It's rough. You you could do it when you're not face to face, and then you're like, "No, nah, I got to see this motherfucker. This is uncomfortable." But he uh, fucking no, did it not too long ago. He fucking killed fucking yeah. You you're fucking insane though. Like, I mean, we we did the whole thing. You attacked Russo in an email, and then we had to do a show with him two minutes later. <laughs> that was the best ever. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't care. Um, but um. But yeah, I mean, and Tony's the one that should be fucking ashamed more than anybody else. He's the one that should fucking, he should fucking, if this is true, he should go to fucking Kenny and the Bucks and rip them a new fucking asshole. Say, this guy came to you to fucking talk to straighten shit out and you fucking bastards fucking did this to cause more shit. Fuck you. Oh, fuck. Like. Oh, so if if the Bucks aren't in this fucking company anymore, I, I'm sure they're gonna fucking lose so many people, right? To to watch the show, because WWE ain't gonna fucking have them anyway. They don't fucking want them. This is the thing. It just it just comes down to the fact of, you know, we say back in the day, like, oh, Sean protected his spot like this, and Hogan protected his spot like that. This is always gonna happen, and. These are the people who are considered to be immune from it or not ever associated, you would never expect it, or at least, you know, all the people that praise them and say, but look, at the end of the day, is human fucking nature. It's still the same fucking situation. You have this job, you have this level of importance and significance, and someone else is going to come in and they're going to take your level of importance and significance and it will be reduced. And then the money which is not endless, well, it might be in his company, but usually it's not endless, you can't just print it, needs to be divided based upon who's on top. And if you're on top, it means that you're more relevant and significant and you want to protect that as much as you possibly can, whether you're Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, or whether you're these like skinny little dickheads who should never have been in this position in the first place. And I can't believe that the business is at the point where they're important enough to be receiving two, three million dollars a year to be in a fucking tag and how Tony fucking fell for this. But ultimately, like, it's very, very different when you are doing these little shows that they were doing and you're the best-selling fucking um, merchandise. You you make the most money on your merchandise table and everybody wants to get those eight-by-tens and everything, which is ultimately how the Young Bucks started to grow anyway because they were selling out indie shows and you were able to meet them for fucking $30, $40 and you were able to get a picture and, you know, that's how things escalate. But this is on a wider scale. This is on a big level where they've never done anything. They're not in the same sentence as CM Punk. Neither is Omega because Japan and all that shit is way, way, way below what CM Punk has done. And it's criminal that he hasn't headlined at WrestleMania. And had he been around for the two-night WrestleManias, yeah. a million percent, Undertaker and CM Punk would have main-evented night one at WrestleMania 29. 
And CM Punk versus Chris Jericho would have also main evented night one at WrestleMania 28, but he wasn't around for any of that. So um, it's criminal that he hasn't main evented at WrestleMania, but he's such a bigger star than all of these people. And they are trying to protect what they have. And this is this is a this is an opportunity for them. And um, I believe that for him to have like acted like that in the first place and to say what he said, there would have been a divide anyway caused by caused by the elite because when you are the evps and and whatever you are which is comes a, such a with, bullshit title too right but then if you are that and somebody comes in on more money more power at least for his own stuff in terms of determining who he wants to work with when he's champion when he's not champion or whatever i mean you heard the story about the moxley idea where um it was pitched to him what he wanted to do and yeah. he said to tony he said to Tony, oh, is this what you want to do? And Tony was like, yeah. But the fact he's even, you know, he's being asked to do it. And then he agreed to do it. There's no asking, I don't think, for anybody else in that company. He's being asked if he wants to do this idea, which shows you that there's an element of creative control. I imagine that there's a first-class travel. Um, there'll be a five-star hotel. There'll be a private dressing room. And this is not a knock on punk. He deserves all of that because he's way, way, way bigger than all of these people. And had he done his return in WWE and got that pop or whatever, I'm sh- I assure you that if punk had turned around and said, I want to work with Johnny Gargano and I want to work with fucking, um, I'm trying to think, uh, uh, um, who's uh, Santos Escobar. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to work with people. Triple H or definitely Vince would have said, nah, you're not, you're a special attraction. Like you're, you're, um, you know, you've, you, you're, you're here for 120 days. Yeah. I would rather you work with, um, Seth Rollins on the pay-per-view. And then I would rather use the dates for you to sell out a house show and work with Seth Rollins again, twice at the weekend, rather than waste matches on television against Santos Escobar and, and whoever. Right, I mean, because you know, like I'm thinking of the workers that just not coming to my head because everybody works, you know, Ricochet, yeah. Santos Escobar, um, all of these guys, they can they they can work like that. So, but they wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have said, yeah, you need to go and work with these guys because it just wouldn't happen. Did you hear? It, the, it would uh, be a case of. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Hear yeah, the what? Right. Yeah, it just wouldn't have happened. He would, he would have been booked in a completely different way where I believe he wouldn't have been overexposed because six months into Punk coming back, I was ready for him to turn heel. Um, so I, I, I wanted to see something different anyway because I'd just seen him on TV cut the same promo because being a babyface is limited. It's down to who you have to work against. And only when he came up against NJF did he finally have someone to work against where they could go back and forth and... Mm-hmm. and whatnot and obviously um mjf beating him in chicago did did a lot for 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 mjf in that feud because it was just seen as punk's just going to run through everybody and mjf's just the next guy it'll be a better feud but it's just it's just one something on route to the world title but for mjf to split wins with him was was good for him and also means something you can go back to but um ultimately in this situation you're looking at three turds who are not yeah. in the fucking same level as this guy and they're lucky that he even picked up the phone to them. And if it was my company and it was this situation and you gave me the perfect ammunition to cut ties 
with three guys that are taking up seven million dollars of my of my uh, of my budget, I would cut them immediately. And I don't care what these fucking crybabies would do because the fact is, too much of AEW is about what Meltzer thinks, what Alvarez thinks, and what these fans who read Meltzer and Alvarez think. But it should be down to the bottom dollar. How many people are gonna? Sorry, something in my freezer. Uh, how many people are going to buy our pay-per-views? How many people are going to buy our merchandise? And at the end of the day, other you'll get other people over. Like, you'll get other people over. Yeah, they'll be crying on the dirt sheets that you fired Kenny Omega and, um, and the Young Bucks or whatever, and they'll still watch them do whatever they do somewhere else, but they won't boycott you. No. We've, te- we've seen it for years. People turn around and go, oh, I'm not watching Raw anymore. You know what? Nobody ever did. Yeah. When 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 John Cena was was pushed and people said that they're sick of John Cena, they didn't stop watching. They didn't stop watching um, for, for John Cena. They didn't stop watching when uh, Daniel Bryan wasn't getting the push that they wanted. Um, they haven't stopped watching now while Roman Reigns is the champion and they could turn around and go, some, some people actually turn around and say this. They say, oh, I'm fed up with this. Oh, this is going on for too long. This is ridiculous. Blah blah. Well, stop watching. Oh no, you're not because the ratings been the exact same. So this, and especially with them, like look with WWE, they can they 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 have lost people since John Cena was champion. Like they they have. Um, the pandemic didn't help, but we are we are at a much lower number than we were, largely down to um, the product being more geared towards kids, but also how television's consumed because. A lot of it's like consumed um, in, in in bits for YouTube and whatnot or, or DVR or whatever. But this company don't have that audience. They have the hardcore wrestling fans. AEW haven't got one person who started watching wrestling in 2019. Not one. Unless you were fucking born and you go with your dad. You're <laughs> like, you know, if you were born when if you were born in 2018. And you started watching wrestling, and the first thing you introduced to is AW. They don't have any fans. Nobody stopped at a bar or flicking through their TV and found AW and decided that's going to be the company that they watched. All they have is the same wrestling fans who watch Hulk Hogan and Stoke Cold Steve Austin, and if they watch WCW, they watch Sting, Flair, all these all these other people. That's what they have. They have all these same people, and they have the ones who. Knew who, knew who, for the most part, know who the guys are on the independent scene, know who the guys are in Japan, will understand what this shitty Japanese pay-per-view next crossover <laughs> next week means, and, and, and will be happy to see this name and that name. There's a guy who's doing open challenge that Jungle Boy answered. I honestly have never seen him in my life. Um, so um, th- this, this is what they have. And when you have that, they're never, ever, ever going to leave you. So you can cut $7 million and you can put Punk onto the on, onto both rosters and you can easily hire Drew McIntyre and whoever else you need to hire. Or, you know what? Stop hiring people. Learn how to fucking write a television yeah. show and make some fucking money Like because it's just all wrestling. There's no fucking story on that show at all. It's just wrestling. And the graph tells you that, it, that it's not working. Like the, the rate, the, the graph moves in a downward direction that tells you it's not working. Yeah, when Raw's on and it's, and it's wrestling matches, I'm like fucking bored. It's like the only time I really want to see like matches is the pay-per-views because they, I don't know why, it's just a better match at that point. Um, one last tidbit before we're out of here. Uh, did you see the, the breaking news of uh, the theme song for Collision? They have uh, 
officially announced that. Do you know what that might be? Uh, no. It's one of your people. No, one of your people. And by that, I mean a gay guy. Elton John. Saturday night's okay for El- f- all right for fighting. Elton, they got Elton John to sing their theme song. Yes. I mean, it's they're okay. they're taking his song. It's not like they're having him sing it. Um, you know, Saturday night's all right for fi- fighting. So that's going to be uh, the theme yeah, song for. Uh, it's like, this is this is this is just to poise my point. Mm-hmm. That it's a money washing, a money washing company because. The, the royalties of paying Elton John and the royalties of paying like one of them fucking up and coming bands that WWE always pay, you know, like I, the weekend might be quite expensive, but mm-hmm. the only WrestleMania, they don't fucking have the weekend doing, um, you know, their main show, like Raw and SmackDown every week. So what, 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 the, what the fuck did they pay to get Elton John's song? God knows. God knows. I just saw that was tweeted by Tony. Um, yeah, so, well, we are out of here. Uh, one last thing I just wanted to say to you, and you don't even really need to elaborate on it because it's a, it's going to be a yes or a no answer. Have you seen the? Have you seen Flash? Flash. Yeah, the movie, The Flash. I don't think it's out here yet. Um, oh maybe my it is. I'm not sure. Maybe it is. It came out today. It came out today for us. I mean, well, yesterday, I guess. But um, I went and just saw it this morning. God, it's so fucking great. It's so fucking good. There is so many parts in here that you will fucking pop from. Like like crazy. One thing after another, you go, holy shit. It's fucking fantastic. So um there, there's a lot involved. I'm like Keaton's Batman, right? Yeah, uh Keaton, <laughs> Keaton's Batman in there, but there is plenty of other stuff. Plenty of other there are so many callbacks from so many fucking things. It's like, holy shit. So, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll fucking pop from, uh, you know, because things get fucked up on timelines, you know. When you go back and do one thing, everything gets fucked up. So they, they work around a lot of stuff. Um, and, and there's a lot of pop culture references that are off. It's really fucking good. Um, not to mention uh, prior superhero people. So... Um, that is it, kids. Go see that movie. Not like I get any money from it, but I'll promote them because it was a great fucking movie. Um, where can we find all of your nonsense, Billy? Uh, wrestling, the Um, betting is lockbetting.com. 120 months of profit, all track transparent. Uh, pin sweet on Twitter is a previous month at lockbetting.com. Um, all the other spreadsheets are on the website, lockbetting.com. Do research. I encourage you to do it. And then once you've done it, sign up for the service and um, get involved in time for the futures plays that we put out at the start of every season. Um, soccer season will be starting again. We're putting those futures out in July. Before that, we have a Women's World Cup and we have the Gold Cup featuring USA and Mexico as well. We have Wimbledon. We just picked the winner of the French Open. No one else did, but we did. Um so yeah, get involved, lockbetting.com and the dirtysheets.com for wrestling. Uh, all my nonsense, just look up uh, Lingus Mafia wherever you get podcasts, especially go to TikTok because we've pissed people off with the last TikTok that we did because we badmouth uh, Japanese wrestling and uh, people can't keep people can't fucking handle it. <laughs> I go, who's this guy? I've never heard of right? And they go, ever heard of Google? I go, yeah, so that's going to make me fucking buy a pay-per-view when I have to Google somebody's fucking name. 
and go, yeah, I'll spend $50 now to see a guy that I have no fucking clue who it is. Fucking people are morons. Um, and you can also go to patreon.com slash lingusmafia as low as five bucks. You can get at least all the wrestling shows on time all the time. There's different tiers if you want to watch videos and yada yada. So, um, and especially the 41 Days of Lingus is coming up, and that is all of the Saturday night's main events in a row. Every day they're fucking reviewed. So um, that's been a fucking... Pff, I can't tell you how hard it is to watch, Billy. <laughs> it's I'm finally in the wheelhouse of the, the good ones that we like grew up on, but those early ones aren't fucking uh, easy. But there's so many notes because there's interviews every fucking minute, and there's always something to make fun of. So... I have so many fucking notes. You're sitting there writing constantly. So, um, what paper are you up to? Oh, I'm up to, I'm in Saturday night's main event. I am in January of 90. I just finished January 90. Oh, they're about to start, um, Warrior and Hogan. I think Warrior yes. and Hogan are going to have a, are going to have a tag match there against, um, <laughs> Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect and the genius, right? Wow. That's fucking scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's right after the genius beat Hogan the week, uh, the the month or whatever before, yeah. and uh, perfect break the belt. Yeah, with the hammer. Yeah, yeah, the That's hammer thing that was hammer, fucking yeah. awesome. Um, and I was very he sad to hear that the hardcore title was not that belt. I really always thought it was. It's shitty that it wasn't. It wouldn't be perfect. Um, a friend of mine, you know, Crash really, Holly, had that belt. People will think that we had notes and that I knew that was going to come up That's, and that we looked it up. It's frightening. No, it's, it's, it's not, not like what we, what we, I didn't even know he was going to say that at all. So I, I went to the same wrestling school as Crash Holly, you know, and um, so he came back for like a surprise show while he was Crash Holly and while he was the hardcore champion and he brought the belt. So I got a picture uh, holding the belt. I should send it to you. Um, it's something. It was something. I'm like, wow, this thing's a fucking disaster, but it's, Fucking, it was perfect for what the fuck it was, you know. So, all right, kids. Have you seen a picture where? Have you seen a picture where Austin holds the real uh, Universal belt and Bray gives and Bray swaps titles with him? No, I don't think so. That's pretty good too. Oh. I, I I get off more on that. Like, I'd rather take a picture with the actual belt that is used than the picture with the person, because I'm like, and like, if they walk by in the aisle, I'd rather touch the belt than the human, because I'm like, this is belt is the fucking history man that's that's what i fucking am into and that's why i wish they just kept the same fucking belt and handed it to everybody down the fucking line and you could be like this fucking belt goes back to hogan you know one of those things but god knows how no, man, go. you get if you, you get, uh, the belts and the lineage of the belts right now and how fucked up everything is like i don't think with yeah i don't think i think it'd be another it's not good no it's not that, that's what always got me off on um jason Jason Voorhees' mask was always the same until fucking they ruined it in seven. Um, I, I'm like a moron with uh, with like you are with wrestling with uh, Jason, but they they broke the mask in half in seven, and then uh, they had to get a new one for eight. So otherwise, it was the same mask. You could see where he was hurt each fucking movie in the mask. And I said that's fucking brilliant, but yeah. All right, that's it, kids. Say it, say it. Say it again. I sent the picture just before you oh, finished. Okay. Oh, let me see this picture. Let me see, ladies and gentlemen. I will commentate for you. Mm -mm -mm. I haven't gotten anything. Did you send it over WhatsApp? Yeah. Oh, I haven't gotten it yet. It has not come through.
probably because we're on talking on the phone. That's why. All right, kids. I am out of here. He is Billy. I am Cav. We'll see you next time. Finish him. <laughs>